This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pointing. Karen's just pointing. I just like pointing. <laughs> well, hello. Hey, guys. Hi, welcome. Hi. Welcome to the Minnesota of my favorite murder. Where we read your hometown murders that you sent to us to our Gmail account, which is myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. And usually, like, 90% are the freaking best things ever. <laughs> Am and I then, being a dick? And then, no, 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 because those are good numbers. 10%. <laughs> That's a very standard uh, experience. 10% of most things suck. I'm not even mad at that 10%. They just be like, hey, this is my hometown murder, and send a link. And I'm like, no, I want to hear you get fucking weird. You got to tell me a story. Tell me a story. First person, first hand. Well, it doesn't have to be first person. Yeah. And it would make people lie. (laughs) I murdered someone once. Listen, I have to confess (laughs) in an email. We'll get a confession one day. We will. From an anonymous email address? For your birthday. <gasps> June 8th, guys, get ready. Don't kill someone now so you can confess something. No, it. we don't want it all pre-planned like that. No, 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 that's boring. That's not the kind of murder she likes anyway. I refuse to read about it. That's the case. <laughs> we'll just ignore your murder. <laughs> um, uh, la- oh, so last week we did um, all hometown murders. And one of the murders was by a girl named Mary. And she told us that... Uh, that she listens on her way to work in the morning, and because of that, her puppy listens to it on the way to work every morning, because he comes with her to work every day. And then I was like, pictures, please. And she emailed us pictures of her Labradoodle. That's Aww. like the cutest thing I've ever seen. Winston. I, Are you going to put them on the Instagram page? I guess I should. Huh? Yeah, let everybody see that okay. dog. It made me really happy. Yes. Um, she said she attempted to make him a costume for Halloween of a giant teddy bear, but he ate it. Perfect. <laughs> Did, you, also, did she make it out of beef jerky? Because that is never going to work. He, she made it out of cat. Oh. He also harasses the cat and attempt to be friends, but she barely tolerates him. Thanks for sending that, Mary. I can't believe there are those. I've seen a couple where there's like cat and dogs living together oh, that are just fine. Oh, I've I never, lose my mind. How is it possible? What oh do they God. do? Do they beat that dog? <laughs> My dogs would never stop barking if there was a cat in my house. Oh, they would, they would just, the instinct is to chase. I think it's just a very, this is my interspecies relationships Mm -hmm. are my fucking joy. Okay. So like anytime you see animals cuddling, just send it to me that aren't, that aren't the same animal. You like a duck and a goat or friends? Sure. Okay. Dog and cat, whatever. There's a lot of good dogs. That's pretty hacky though. I know, but. Let's get uh, a llama and a snake. Let's get interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, I lose my mind. Two snakes is okay. Because it's fun. 
<laughs> that are besties. You know how <laughs> sweet they are. Cuddlers. They're so sweet. Sweet. Uh, somebody uh, actually wrote to us saying they wanted to hear more about my dogs. Because uh, we talk about your cats it all the time. It is weird that we never talk about your dogs. That's because they're fiercely private and they do not <laughs> want to be involved in this podcast at all. I understand. Yeah. Um, they just don't want their lives out there for everybody to sure. see. Well, if we recorded at your house, we would talk a lot more about them, but we don't record at your house because of that. If we recorded at my house, we would hear them the entire time mm-hmm. and we would be covered in dog hair head to toe. Mm-hmm. So... It's best. Everything the way it is is as it should be. Let's give their names a shout out if you want. Okay. Uh Socks and Bunny. <laughs> See, I'm protecting their privacy That's even fair now. enough. George and Frank. I've actually tweeted pictures of them before. Because okay. George is uh some kind of a lab mix that looks really good at the dog park because she's yellow, but then the dog park is all green. Ooh. So she's really it always comes out as a, in a really good picture. Um but you know those are good dog names. George and Frank. George and Frank. George Lopez is her full name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, one day we'll bring them over here and we'll videotape oh them trying to murder Elvis you and mean the, the day you move out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my All sister right. and oh. I just, uh, sorry, but Go. we just talked about, I brought home, I brought Frank home for Christmas last year. <laughs> And made the mistake. My George is the first dog I got, and then my friend found Frank on the street in Highland Park, mm-hmm. and and so uh, I wanted George to have a, fr- a mm-hmm. pet friend. Um, but Frank is a bit of the streets, and so mm. I brought him uh, up to Petaluma for Christmas. Left him at my sister's house one night while we went to my aunt's for Christmas Eve. Oh no! And when we came home. <sighs> He had freaked out so bad that the door jam around the front door, he had basically eaten away Holy half of it. Holy shit. And my sister like, hey. There goes hey. your deposit. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she, she buy it. a home. I don't know anyone who owns a home, so I'm like. <laughs> In my hometown, everyone has a house. Right, right. They're, but yeah. anyway, it was hilarious. It was like, oh, I didn't know that about him because he'd never done that in my house. Because he has like, a buddy normally. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. He freaked out. Dude, that's so funny. Yeah. That's awful. More stories like this. And I mean, you asked for it, so you got it. This has become a cat and dog podcast. (laughs) Goodbye. Sorry, can I pet your dog and Percast? Because we're coming at you. Let's do some hometowns. Okay, because I'll tell you that when I opened up our email... And it's kind of unfair because these are the, the, this is new. I know. First page and you find 10 good ones. I promise though, I'm going to start reading these from the, from the bottom up. I'm going to do that this week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, because I don't have a job right now. Oh, cool. Okay. And I am going a little bit crazy for being unemployed. (laughs) It doesn't suit me. No, it doesn't suit, it's not, no, it's not conducive to fucking ADD. Right. Or alcoholism. Um, but I opened I opened open my email and here was an email from Kay that said, head in a portable toilet where I used to play. Hometown of course. murder. Whoa. Whoa, Elvis. <laughs> Elvis likes heads he in a portable toilet. This story. <laughs> He's like, I know this one. Oh my god, I heard about this. Okay. Hi, ladies. Love the podcast. Thank you for bringing comedy into a typically dark subject, especially post-election. I know a lot of people appreciate being able to laugh, despite the fear of unknown in the next four years. Well, that's putting it lightly. I mean, 
Anyway, I have been delaying sharing Hometown Murder, but after catching up on all the episodes, I felt the time was right to share mine. I was hoping this subject line would grab your attention. Well, you were fucking exactly right, Kay. (laughs) I grew up in St. Charles, Missouri, about 20 miles west of St. Louis, a quiet place, not a lot of crime in the late 80s, early 90s. My grandmother lived near a college, Lindenwood University, and there was a park across the street from her house where my sisters, cousins, and I would play regularly without much supervision. My mom, typical warrior mom, was always nervous something would happen to us, while my grandmother was just like, oh, no, nothing can happen here. And then this. We were older by the time this murder occurred, but it was scary nonetheless, knowing we used to play where the body was found. In April of 1998, 13-year-old Tiffany Sabarin was babysitting her two younger brothers and went missing. Her headless, nearly nude body was found a few weeks later along the pathway near a pond near the university by a student. Oh, my uh, God. Um, a few days later... After a few days after her body was found, her head no. was found in a port by a po- uh, in a porta potty nearby. That's the awfulest. It's so aggressively. Yeah, there's so much rage there. Just, just, just fucking disrespect yeah. and anger. It's horrible. Oh, um, bloodhounds were brought in uh, from out of state to trace her scent for clues and led to a shallow pond nearby where the divers found a bloody bed sheet uh, flat top sheet wow good boy uh, yeah right the sheet Frank could never do that Um, the sheet was shared on the news and a guy who went to the university thought that the sheet looked similar <gasps> to his roommates. Fuck. White sheets with seagulls cutting through brown circles. What a fucking Gross. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Distinctive sheets. Like stop by Ikea and get a fucking pack of, they're like one ninety nine. Yeah. No, uh, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job. He dude. wasn't a plan. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job of murder. Um, it wasn't a planner. <laughs> roommate who had disappeared from college from campus since the murder. Ding, ding, ding. <gasps> oh. So college guy goes back to his dorm and lo and behold, his roommate's flat sheet was missing. Fuck. But matching fitted sheet and pillowcases were there. Police came, caught the I guy. I love this guy. Which is, right? Which is a good reminder to always know what kind of sheets your roommates have. <laughs> Turns out the murderer, Jason Shipman, was walking by Tiffany's neighborhood and invited her to his dorm room. He was 21 and she was 13 that's creepy enough and apparently she went with him they talked and she told him she needed to go back home on the way on the walk back he slit her throat raped her and stabbed her <sighs> and he then cut off her head took it to the porta potty nearby got his bed sheet moved her body to the pond this case definitely rocked our quiet town and is a good remi- reminder to don't go to creepy guys dorms with bad sheets well you can't know what the sheets look like until you no, get there yeah. but, but still Yes. Now I live in L.A., and if we ever do an L.A. Murderino meetup, would love to have you wonderful ladies for drinks. No. <laughs> Stay I've sexy. Got some sheets for you. <laughs> Could you meet me outside in the parking lot? Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Thanks for being you. Okay. Oh, man. That was amazing. That was great. When I and think awful. about, and I do think about this sometimes, like the people I used to talk to when I was younger. Oh, dude. Like, psycho. I thought, you know, like, you know when you see the cute, crazy guy when you're like 17? Yeah. And he's like older and you love older guys because you don't realize it's fucking creepy if an older guy wants to date a 17 year old? Yes. Like, the amount of fucking people I was alone with. Yeah. 
and trust <sighs> and like blindly trusting because yeah. you didn't know the difference. No. Yeah, it's crazy. And also when you're 13, it's that weird age where like everything gets kind of awkward and ugly and you all your friends and the guys in your class start acting weird. Yeah. So attention from an older guy totally. would be huge. It would be amazing. Yeah. And it's it's I would uh, I would have been so susceptible to that. I mean, I've gone I'm going through my head of like all the times I should have probably been murdered and wasn't just because they didn't murder me that day. Yeah, which should make you feel good. Oh uh, yeah, I feel great. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. 
I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. This is from Kevin. And just to make everyone feel better, it's a boring subject and I but I like them anyways. All right. <laughs> Wait, what? It just says Brent Springfield is the title of the sub- oh, subject, subject line. line. Yeah. I thought you meant the murder. Yeah, no. I was it's like, a boring how? murder. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Let's slog through this Here thing. Um, I found. I just found your podcast and I'm already obsessed. I've been a true crime fanatic for ages. Um, I will watch Snapped for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Yeah. I went to college in Tennessee and I'm a guy... And a guy on my freshman hall had been a close friend of mine. He was from an affluent family in Alabama. I just want to say this guy's testing me because he keeps putting just the initials of the fucking state and because he kn- I'm bad. Oh, at yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm right so far. You are. And also, it's just making you panic. It's it that moment of you just have the panic, but just ride out the panic yeah. and you'll be right. And no one else can see these letters. Only I can. So. Yeah, they don't know. No. You say any state you want. <laughs> uh, and it's we, your word against Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, fucking Kevin. Uh, and we ended up joining the same fraternity. Freshman year, when he needed a ride to Asheville over Thanksgiving, I took him. He was an eccentric guy, very new agey, but super nice and seemingly laid back. Our sophomore year, he basically disappeared. Later, we learned that he was having mental health issues when some, with some saying that he was diagnosed as bipolar. He got into Buddhism and met a woman that he started a relationship with. His parents were paying for everything. He married this woman and his parents continued sending him money. Finally, his father felt them he was being con and scaled back on the support so brent went home for thanksgiving and murdered them with an axe and cut their throats oh my god seriously he was going to kill his sister too but she happened to not be there as he expected he waited four years he waited four years for a trial and then went to prison where he died supposedly a suicide from tylenol overdose uh, Wait, tylenol yeah i don't want to okay go sorry uh we can't talk about tylenol right now Okay. Because of my, my murder that we're about to talk about. <gasps> Don't. Oh. If this goes up, okay. Um, but yeah, you can overdose on aspirin and Tylenol. Oh. But oh, do, fine, how many right? do you have to take? 300? I think 60 to Ugh. 300 probably. Boring. And someone's suicide note. <clears throat> uh, Karen I know. said it was boring. No, but you're right. Um, for a while after, if my college friends asked what I was doing for a holiday, the standard response was, well, I'm not going to kill my parents if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Google Brent Springford. There are some good stories that give tons of amazing facts. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin. Brent Springford is his name. Is the killer. Yeah. Um, that poor sister Ugh. has no family. 
Okay. That's so tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Do you think she ever visited him in jail or prison? I, I, you know what? I mean, would you? I don't know if I would. I don't know. I think I would. I, that's so hard. I can't, my sister, I can only picture my sister killing me. Well, yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Because she's tried many times. Yeah, with a hairbrush. <laughs> right? She threw it at your head. She, <laughs> I my mean, sister threw a Barbie at my head yeah. once. After school, it was like the Wild West at our oh house. Oh my God, I totally. Mean, you'd literally be like, steal a cracker off somebody's plate. And it was on, and we would fight for three yeah. hours. And then your mom would be like, can you guys stop being dicks to each other? Yeah. I can't deal with this. Yeah. And you're like, pleading your case. And clearly you're right. But your mom just does not want to deal with it. Uh, our thing was, because my mom would work, and so and my dad was at the firehouse, yeah. so it was just, we were by ourselves. We were alone for fucking days sometimes yes. when she was dating someone. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. You're still supposed to raise us. You're still supposed to parent. But we knew by the time my mom got home from work, we weren't, we couldn't talk oh, yeah. about any of it, so we li- literally like you know have like big swollen faces or like you know from crying and i'm sure she could tell that the the two of you were not near each other yeah oh god two daughters it it was insanity yeah i'll visit your sister in jail when she kills you oh thank you that would be i would like that we'll have a live episode (laughs) from the prison sister and i on location (laughs) um karen's murderer all right this next one i picked because um, it's also a recent one, which is unfair and unjust. But guess what? That's how the world is. Um, <laughs> it's from Andrea, and she has a fascinating-looking last name. I don't know how you get your printing and your email to make these shapes, but because <laughs> is it's, she from Denmark? She's from Iceland. Ooh, yes, they got good ones there. Yeah. So. Um, I'm excited because when I was in sixth grade, that was my country. The report I had to do, you know how you do reports on countries? Mm -hmm. I got Iceland. And this was back before the internet or anything. And Bjork. And before Bjork, before before any of it. Maybe that's why you do such a good Bjork impression. Yeah, it's it's of my heart. Mm. It's like I grew up with Iceland. I'll show you look exactly like her. So that helps. Please. I wish. Um, You do. But... (laughs) um, uh, We actually had to go to the travel agency in town to get like pamphlets brochures and shit yes that's how we got information about i remember this right and my friend holly had malta which was even even worse we got the two last countries like everybody got to pick poor baby and your teacher hated you the most so she picked you last no 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 it was like he was he was drawing names out of a hat but um malta i guess malta i mean malta isn't anything um but iceland i feel very proud because i knew about iceland and then iceland like burst onto the scene Mm -hmm. york style and now everybody loves iceland everyone wants to go to iceland and i'm like well guess what their gross national product is motherfuckers (laughs) bjork i I can't remember bjork just bjork oh god hold on let me okay let me piss people off with my mic okay go okay so here's this is from andrea hi babes see i like that that's good babes is good (laughs) hi babes so i have a hometown murder for you i live in iceland where uh there there only there are only oh wait she's got an accent in this karen please read it in bjork's okay just give everyone a fucking treat we need it let me t- um, oh my god you guys I'm so excited about that <laughs> um, hi babes so I have a hometown murder for you 
I live in Iceland, uh, where there. I bet she's so offended right now. Oh, I know, Andrea. Don't be mad at me. Oh my god. Um, where there are a handful of murders. Uh, have there have only been a handful of murders occurred, and most of them boring. <laughs> but there Sorry, is, Iceland. But there is this one gem that happened in 1982, where two French sisters, Yvette and Marie Luce Bauhaud, were hitchhiking in the middle of nowhere in the outskirts of Iceland. You know where this is going. They got picked up by an Icelandic man, and with they an, were fine. And everything where they went to a hot spring <laughs> and soaked. Um, <laughs> With an awfully difficult to pronounce name, so I just will spare you the trouble and just call him the man. Uh, he told them that he was working with the police department in the area, so of course they trusted him. They got in and everything seemed normal. They even stopped at a lake and took some pictures. He dropped them off at some remote cabin, helped them settle in, and leaves. The sisters go to sleep and everything seems normal. But sometime between 11 and midnight, the man comes back, wakes them up, and tells them that he has been instructed by the police in the area to escort them to the station because they had supposedly been smoking marijuana. The sisters protest and refuse to leave because they hadn't been smoking. They later found no evidence that they had ever been smoking in their whole stay in Iceland. He gets really mad and leaves. The sisters um, that are now pretty shooken up, get dressed, and prepare to leave. Then the man comes back no. with a shotgun no. and yells at them to come with him. Some shit goes down, and he ends up hitting one of the sisters, Marie Luce. You know they fought. That's what fucking went down. Yeah. Good girls. Uh, hits one of them in the head with the gun. She falls unconscious, and the other sister, Vet flees out the door. The man follows her and shoots her in the back. Oh. However... She somehow gets away from him Girl. and on to the next road. Fuck. We don't really know what happened until a truck driver stumbles upon the man and a vet on the road by the man's car. The man tells the driver that he has accidentally hit this young woman with his car and she was now in shock and hysterical. Yvette screams for help and tells the driver, tells the truck driver that the man tried to kill her. She even tries to climb into his truck, but the man... No. The man holds her down. No. By the way, her clothes are bloody from her gunshot wounds. Now get this. The truck driver believes the man no! and drives away. What an idiot. It's not idiot. It's... Oh, no. Well, I mean, that that's what she said. I know. Uh, that's Close what she calls. said. Um, he, however, alerts the authorities, and they go and check out the situation. And when the police get to the road, they see Marie Luce... Uh, that had woken up and left the cabin to find help. Um, she tells them the whole story. The next day, they find the man's car with his poor French traveler, Yvette, dead in the trunk. No. There are no signs of sexual abuse. She had been shot in the back, but ultimately died of her wounds, shock, and lack of oxygen in the trunk. The man was found a while later and got 16 years in prison. 16? Yeah. Years. What chills me about this story is that the man had no apparent motive. No one really knows why he showed up to the cabin and what he would have done if Yvette hadn't ran. Plus, you have to wonder how the truck driver feels knowing that he probably could have saved her. Of course, yeah, it's horrible. Not probably. I'm sorry, I'm angry. Yeah, you're, you're a little fired up. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. But, I mean, that is the thing of, like, I he know. did the easier thing, and now he has to live with it for yeah, the rest of his I life. Know, it's horrible. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, the man who did this is out 
and still alive somewhere. Yikes. P.S. Absolutely love the podcast. And even though it keeps me awake, I still listen to the old episodes every night. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Andrea. That was horrifying. <sighs> that one made me sad. That's rough. I mean, that's just so... It's like the strangers where it's just like, oh, we're being tacked for no reason. Yeah. Out in the middle of... I've never seen that or read it. Oh. I know. Is it the one with the bags over their heads? Yeah. I know. I've never seen it. I don't it know why. Is. So it's shot so perfectly <gasps> for a horror movie. Like, it's really, really good. Vince won't watch scary movies with me. He's scared. He's like not into horror movies. Yeah. So I don't really have chances to watch them very often on my own. <sighs> I tried to make him watch. What's the... Oh, forget. I'm not going to remember. And he wasn't into it. Too scary. Rosemary's Baby. No, I love that one. Newer that one old. he can watch. Uh, it's newer. It's oh, it's called Time Something. A Time to Kill. No, with Ashley Judd. <laughs> no, that's a good one though. Uh, Kiss the kill? girls. Kiss the girls. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the Ashley Judd Morgan Freeman film series, where for some reason they continually get matched up and are in movies together all throughout know, the nineties. But I love them both. It's called Time Something, and I think it's a French thing. <laughs> there you go and it's super scary it's 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 like thriller scary steven's looking for it time something french time french it's time. called fr- croissant time it's called in the new york minute it's mary kate and ashley olsen <laughs> it's great should i do one more no, we're dunsies i was just gonna tell you when i saw the strangers in the theater um there was one part that was so scary the entire audience screamed <gasps> and it scared me really bad them screaming are you sure they yes. just sneeze together uh, I'm positive it, because as much as I've been to horror movies mm-hmm. that never happens where the entire audience like no. screams that's in a commercial for like the horror movie and it really happened during that movie time crimes time crimes right Steven is that right I'm, s- I'm still look up time crimes <laughs> time crimes what's time crimes Time, time cop? You're talking about time cop. <laughs> John Claude Van Damme? Yep, that's the one. He jumps in between the, so on the counter. He's terrified of John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> uh, and time. Time traveling thriller opens with Hector spying at a beautiful woman and dressing in the yes. woods. Uh, he yes. finds her assaulted. He in turn is attacked by a man whose head is swathed in bandages. Yes, <gasps> it's good. Oof. That all means something. Time crime. It's fucking good. Okay. It's like a thriller. It's like, a, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, um, what, I'm doing Black Mirror, mm-hmm. the HBO, like scary as fuck thing. Yeah. Or Netflix. Goodbye. All right. Last <laughs> one. This one is by Cassie. My hometown murder, lust, drugs, and murder. Yes. My fiance grew up in a small town in Southern California where everyone knew each other. In order to get to school, his neighbor would occasionally drive him. When my fiance was in high school, one of his female classmates went missing and no one could find her for a few months. One day while working in the orange orchards, a migrant worker found her body dumped in a ditch. Man, those were all around my my fucking town. Orange orchards? No, bodies dumped in ditches. Uh, <laughs> yes, orange orchards. I'm sorry. Um, oh, God. I, that was painful. Evidence found that she had been raped and strangled. The evidence from the DNA test indicated that my fiance's neighbor had been the one who raped and strangled her. What? The one that was driving him to school? I think so. Yes. The man ended up confessing to her murder and stated he was in love with her, but she had rejected him. In a fit of rage after going on a meth binge. Oh. Hey, Orange County. Hey. Uh, he killed her and then raped her. Ooh, that's a bad fucking timeline. Yeah. yeah. After learning that his neighbor was the killer, my fiance realized that the neighbor had driven him to school several several times since then. 
Oh shit! He had driven my fiance in the van that he killed the girl in no. and used to dump her body. Wait a second. Were there other? Oh, you wouldn't know. Are there what? other people? And it sounds like he's just being driven to school by a man in a van. Yeah, it does. Like it just hit. <laughs> it does. I'm gonna go drive the boy to school. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> so yeah, but <laughs> Southern California, you trust your stupid neighbor. Yeah, man. This probably was in the 90s, right? Like, you just do shit. Yeah. Needless to say, my fiance was thoroughly creeped out. Cassie. Thanks, Cassio. <laughs> Cassio keyboard. What up? <laughs> um, I have a really long one for next time. It's a good one. I have follow-up questions for Cassie. <laughs> I want them. Maybe she'll... More. And Cassie, ask her a picture of a dog. I want to know, if you, you please ask your fiance, were there... <laughs> well, the thing I think it's... A dog. <laughs> I think it's old because... Um, when I grew up in Orange County in Southern California, the orange orchards went away to build bullshit fucking McMansions and shopping centers in like, like 96 mm-hmm. was the last time there was like an orchard. So I, th- I bet you it's before that when you just like got a ride from your neighbor and maybe he bought you beers on the weekends once in a while. You know what I mean? I know, but is are there parents in this situation? <laughs> like, is this an orphan boy that's just trying to make, make get his way to school every day? It doesn't make sense that a man in a van just drives one no, but child it's his neighbor, to school. So like everyone thinks they know him. Yes, true, true. I mean, I, I, maybe, maybe his friends were with him too. It was like, that's what I want to know. You know. Cassie, you're the only one that can solve this mystery for Deets. us. <laughs> Karen's requesting deets. Please. I want to know if there's other children. Or it's Because that would be so creepy if it was just him. Oh, my like God. Like, he's basically like a miracle for even being alive. Yeah. Whoa. Well, so many questions. Whoa. Wow. Um, I can respond to her right now. Do you want to write this together real quick? A response? Yeah. Hey. Okay. T- um, take this down. <laughs> um, Do you make concern? I pull out my stenography machine for my court reporting <laughs> days and just start fucking tippity tapping away. Yes. Uh, Get this thing written in two seconds. <laughs> Are we good? I think so. How much time is that? Stephen? That was long. Uh, it's been about 30 minutes. Oh, oh. that's 10 bonus minutes, <laughs> right? We never go 20 minutes. <laughs> we always go at least 30, 35. Uh, it's just in so my fun. mind. It's, yeah, it's fun, and then we riff. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of superfluous fucking riffing. Is it superfluous though? No, it's superfluous. It's superfluous. It's abundantly <laughs> superfluous. <laughs> I don't know. You do know. <laughs> you know. Thank Flood. you for being confident in me. I believe in you, Georgia. Thank you, Karen. High five. High five. Will we reach it? Probably not. Uh, Wait, wait. Oh, it sounded great. <laughs> um, should we give Elvis a uh, a mini cookie? That's yes, a we yes. should. Mm-hmm. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Bye. Bye.